0: back if you came back from our first episode so
1: today's episode is going to be about us our relationship so far
0: we met in 2013 i had just rebounded from you can't even say relationship but i had come out of a situationship then when you're fat a lot of people think that you can't appear attractive to anybody and The biggest sign of being attractive by someone is that you've had sex so i was very much in a kind of place where i just wanted to tell everyone that i'd have sex with everyone and that i was this slag that just had no morals and i just went off on one and kind of met anyone and everyone that i possibly could to kind of prove that to people which wasn't true none of it was true um, it was just like a bit of a performance that I put on. But that landed me in a bit of a sticky situation. And I remember one night, um, we won't go into too much detail, so you don't have to turn this off if you've had any experiences similar. But a guy came over to my house and kind of forced his way in. I was really uncomfortable with the whole situation. He was a lot older than me. And I ended up getting assaulted that night. So, naturally, as a 16-year-old, you go and you put on Facebook that you've had enough of your life and you just don't know what to do anymore. And then that's when Simon messaged me. So, I remember the words that you actually messaged me were...
1: Let's not say that. It would have just been checking on you and see how you were doing. Yeah. like Basically.
0: You're that type of person though, aren't you? I was always that person. Yeah. Yeah. So, Simon messaged me that and... We'd spoken before a lot, but probably back when I was more nervous of meeting people. And it just happened to be the right time.
1: For both of us, probably.
0: Yeah, like it just fell into place.
1: Because we met quite soon. It was a day or two later, basically. Yeah, That was it then. Off to (laughs) to the races. It was weird because we lived in the same village all those years, but never.
0: Like literally Simon's house. I'm like
1: less than five. I used to live less than five minutes away.
0: It's behind my house, essentially. But we
1: didn't know each other.
0: No, like, and we'd never really bumped into each other, other than one time on the bus.
1: Why? Well, you say bump into? I was on the bus, you were on the bus. You walked past me to leave the bus, <laughs> but I was, wasn't even on my stop. That was the extent of the because bumping into each other on the bus.
0: Catherine was with me, and she was like going to talk to him because I'd banged on about you about your fears, and I was like, oh no, I can't, I can't possibly do that. Then I got up. And then I had to get off the bus because it made it look weird. Because I was going to come and talk to you, but I just walked straight past you. So I got off on the wrong stop that day.
1: Oh, I didn't ever realise that. And
0: Catherine was just out of the bath of the bus.
1: <laughs> I didn't realise that. I yeah, didn't know that I part off, of the story.
0: Yeah, I got off the wrong... I think I did anyway. Unless I've, like, imagined that up.
1: I don't know. I was probably in the world of my own, so...
0: You didn't... You literally didn't even look at me. That's the best thing.
1: It's probably just death staring ahead, and waiting to get home.
0: But the best thing was when you come on. I was like, oh my god, it's Simon Buckingham. It's Simon Buckingham? <laughs> I was so scared. I don't know why, but like yeah, we definitely like accidentally got a little bit obsessed with each other. I didn't really want to be in a relationship.
1: No, I just wanted to meet you and see what happened really.
0: Because I remember then like the that like you're saying about embarrassing things. I remember when you were going because basically we met the day before my dad's birthday, and my mother was kind of picking me up, and I needed to go in a bit of a rush because I hadn't gotten many presents. And by the front door I remember saying to Simon, Oh, you are gonna come back and you And I've never been that needy in my life. Like I'm not a needy Well, I was not <laughs> a needy person and I remember just thinking, Oh my god Like if anyone heard me now they'd be disgusted at me Yeah, I think I've just been that clingy and needy with you ever since.
1: It's fine. I'm I'm needy and clingy in my own way
0: but like if we've spoken about that on YouTube videos as well like I don't think there's that much wrong with being clingy to the right person
1: depends in what way and if you're if you're you both, both communicate why and how it works in your relationship yeah I don't know it just depends I think on. everyone's different every is different it works for us but it may not work for others
0: yeah definitely but then that brings us to like 2015 and Simon was <laughs> asked to leave his home yes and I remember like I'm a 17, 18 year old and I come home to my mother and I'm like okay I need this person to move into her house to be fair my mother's always been that person that like adopts people in
1: we'd been together a couple of two years, years at this point though so it wasn't like two weeks in I needed someone <laughs> to go
0: and I remember my mother was like well no and I remember like well what do you mean like he's gonna be out on the street and she was like oh, fine bring him over like just let him stay for a few nights and see if he makes up with his mother. And I remember that night she went to Asda and bought a load of food as if he were gonna eat like ten people of his stuff. And she came in when they were shopping and Simon went out to the car to help her bring it in and he dropped all the eggs.
1: Did I? I don't remember.
0: <laughs> he literally dropped a whole like twelve pack of eggs on the floor.
1: <laughs> good start though.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like you lived with us then. Up until you went to uni, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I think. I think so.
0: That was in 2017.
1: Yeah, started counseling kind of calls then.
0: Yeah, and that's when you really started to like... I say the Simon therapizes me, but he denies it. So...
1: <laughs> I think we just have conversations about have, mental health.
0: Yeah. Like, you'll check in with me a lot. And I think that point when you started that degree was when our relationship kind of like got deeper again. Because I think you kind of got a more clear understanding of why I am the way I am.
1: Yeah, but I think it just takes time.
0: I think I'm quite a complicated person to know.
1: I think everyone's complicated. I don't think anyone's true. simple. It'd be a bit weird if you were just like.
0: Just a blank piece of paper.
1: You know, I just need food, a job, and that's it. Like, I've got nothing else going on. Like, I think ev- everyone's complicated in their own way. Yeah, definitely. It takes time to build that relationship. Like, in therapy, it takes time as well.
0: Like, I've definitely got a lot more to of talking to you than I ever have from going to the real therapy.
1: But I can say things and do things that you can't you're not allowed to do in therapy
0: yeah like you can push me or like you know a lot more about me than a normal therapist would
1: yeah i have all of the information yeah as opposed to what you choose to give
0: <laughs> which is very little
1: well you take Lucy Lipsy to therapy yeah we've I discovered so yeah together we've kind of it's not fixed i think but it's we've worked on some issues you have yeah like the last two months maybe, you've made a lot of progress with your eating disorders?
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that everything happens when it's meant to happen.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can I think every time I've had therapy you've like been in a certain place and then I've I've got what I needed from it at that point. Yeah. And then come back to it at a different stage in my life. Yeah. Done the same and now I'm in therapy now. I'm getting what out of it what I need now.
0: But you've been quite dominant with your your therapy this time
1: yeah i always thought like things had to be a certain way but i thought about life in general so i've kind of no this is what i need this is what i want from therapy this time i think i'm the driver this time as opposed to just being a passenger
0: which is important that a lot of people know as well i mean with therapy is is your therapy So never go to therapy and think that you have to do it exactly how the therapist has planned or has done before. You could go in with a completely bizarre plan and be like, this is what I want. I wanna do it this way. Obviously, you're not gonna go in and expect them to just bend over backwards to accommodate the kind of plan that you have. But it's definitely something you can decide and have on your own terms.
1: Yeah, like everybody's different. So everybody's gonna, in my opinion, want something different from therapy. I think you need something different. You need to build that relationship with your therapist where you feel comfortable saying, look, I think I need this or do you think we could try this? Like It could just be walking therapy. Like You could need to be in nature to, to open up so you could, I don't know, go to the woods and walk. You know, it could be anything. Whatever you think may help you.
0: I think being in a car is definitely where I would get the best therapy.
1: Yeah, I think we've made a lot of, both of us. Like, I've figured out a lot of stuff in the car, just talking, something relaxing. I don't know if it's, you know, when you're a child and you...
0: You age forty your parents
1: take you to the car to, yeah, to drift off the sleep is that relaxing motion of a car.
0: My mother used to take me around the back there where I went, used to live, and she would play the beautiful South, and I didn't recognize for some reason when I first heard the beautiful South when I was older, I was like, I know all these songs, and I know all the words to them, and I didn't understand that my mother had actually played them every single time we went around, so they just stuck in my mind, and I had no idea. That I knew this whole kind of genre of music in the album that it was in because when I actually went back, I listened to the album she'd play. And you knew it, yeah. And I just knew it.
1: But um, yeah, I think for us, like we've got a lot of been in the car together.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Like hours and hours, just driving around talking.
0: So, I think then the next thing was deciding that we were going to get married because I think a lot of people have this preconceived idea that if their partner wants to marry them it's going to be a secret up until they propose.
1: I actually didn't want to get married originally.
0: When I met Simon he was the, the first thing he asked me after he changed his relationship status on Facebook was do you want to get married and I was like "Oh, we're a bit faster aren't we and then I was like no because I didn't want to get married and then I remember you were like do you want kids and I was like yeah and then you were like "Oh."
1: Uh, no, I didn't like kids or, um, or the idea of marriage. That's from my childhood. Things like that. Um, but over time, she broke me down. No. <laughs> no, over time, um, I just agreed to like the idea more. Like, yeah. That commitment to to one person and that one relationship. And kids. Kids is a big deal for me. Changing my mind on that was like a big deal.
0: Because you did go from like, really not wanting kids to really wanting kids.
1: Yeah, I really want kids now.
0: It wasn't like, uh, mm, I'm warming to the idea now, maybe in a couple of... It was literally
1: from... But it, I think it's been around kids, like, people we knew had kids. I think that experience, like... Changed it all. Shifted me along.
0: And you also did that work with the kids with autism? Oh, yeah. When you worked at Crows?
1: Yeah, we were around children um, who'd been bereaved, and it was just a really, I don't know, an experience. Yeah. Like, to see families together, um, and how they all coped with grief differently
0: yeah so like we decided that we wanted to get married first before you proposed so that kind of probably eliminated the oh my god what if she says no because you weren't well you were nervous weren't you
1: somewhat you were a nightmare that day kind of (sighs) proposed. it was my birthday and she just wouldn't play ball i was trying to hide the ring in my uh, this i have this big fluffy jumper i was trying to hide the ring Make sure it didn't stick out so it was like obvious.
0: So, like, with Simon, he said to me for the whole week up until his birthday, Right, you've got to do exactly what I want on my birthday. And all I would say, No to anything. And I remember, like, fine, okay, whatever. Then I get to like the day before and he's like, Tomorrow we're going to go for a walk. And I was like, Okay, if that's what you want. Yeah, i'm bring your camera. So I'm like, Okay, I'll bring my camera. So then I got to the morning and it was pouring down it was really bad weather wasn't it? and I remember saying Simon are you sure you want to go for a walk yes I've already said and I'm like alright okay that's fine we'll go for a walk and we pick Mildred up our dog uh, she's a little shih tzu and we kind of get loaded into the car and we're walking around and he just, he's literally taken off in front of me by about like 50 footsteps. And every single time, I'm, like, looking to call him. He's just... He looks shifty. He looked completely shifty.
1: (laughs) What did you think I was going to do?
0: What? For a minute, I was like, oh, he's going to repose. And then I was like, nah, I'm not that lucky. (laughs) So, then I go up to this woman. I'm talking to her for ages. And Simon's waiting for me. And then I catch up with you. And you're like, what's that shed over there? And I'm like, I don't know, Simon. It's just a shed. And the next you know, Simon just wanders off into this little... um, Summer house is what it actually is. And for some reason, I decided to attach Mildred to my belt on my jeans. So I was like hands free. And then I start walking towards Simon, like Mr. Blobby my arms and my legs out, like just like a starfish, you know? And I'm walking towards the summer house, like, look at me, I'm hands free. And then when I see him, I'm like, what's he doing? He stood in the summer house. And I come here on the outside, and then. <laughs> you're the cutest thing in the world, <laughs> and you're like on one knee, with the ring on the table.
1: Was it on the table? I can't remember.
0: I think you put it on the table, then you picked it up when you started talking.
1: Wasn't you were taking your sweet time?
0: I must have been a long time.
1: You did take ages. I was like,
0: oh, Was the anxiety building up? Like,
1: no, it was just like hurry up. Were
0: you nervous? Not at that point. You just wanted to do it. Yeah.
1: Were like, you
0: nervous in case people came?
1: No, I'd just been thinking about it for ages, when to do it. I was like, today's the day. Or, like, I'd thought about it already. I was like, I just want to, just want to propose, like...
0: Because you don't like your birthday either. So, was that kind of, like, a...
1: Yeah, but I have... Now we have that memory instead of... Instead of your memories. actual birthday. Yeah, so kind of... My birthday now becomes the secondary event of that day. So oh, I that's to worry cool. About it. But, uh, yeah, it was taking so long... So you got lost or something
0: <laughs> and i remember coming around the corner and i was like teared up instantly <sighs> and there was like this woman like really close by wasn't there
1: i wasn't paying attention to and
0: like i think she was gonna come over but she didn't and then mildred kept diving so obviously mildred being attached to my belt she kept diving off the edge of this summer house so like the whole time we're having this like really lovely moment mildred's like pulling my hips around and i'm like shuffling trying to stay on the step but we found out that you can actually get married in the summer house that Simon proposed in.
1: Didn't realise that at the time. I had no clue at all.
0: So it only seemed right that we got married there then, didn't it?
1: Well, we did look around, but I really like the character of the place.
0: Like, we want. I've always had this image of getting married in this specific place. And we went there, and it was lovely. Yeah it was really lovely but it was one room and it was more expensive than basically we get the whole castle for a wedding and I've always liked the look on that place but the second we went into Craig despite us both really not wanting to get married there because my mother kept banging on about it she wanted it there and I felt like if I had it there I'd be adhering to her wants and needs we walked in and it was kind of like okay this is definitely where we're getting married and I never thought that I'd have that moment where I was like yeah this is the place. But I think I definitely did when we were there.
1: Yeah, I think it just made sense with the summer house. And... As
0: soon as we spoke about the summer house, and they were like, yeah, you can get married down there. And something that we wanted was like our ceremony to be intimate. We didn't necessarily want like all 50 of our guests watching us. Because, I mean, that's a amount of people as well, just the 50. We didn't want them all watching us as we actually got married. So they agreed that we could do it in a certain way so that we would only have like the closest people there as well.
1: Yeah. It's really intimate, which is what I always wanted.
0: So we're getting married in a place called Cragunos Castle. Um, If you follow my YouTube, yes, that is a place that's severely haunted and one of the most haunted castles in Wales. Um, I actually recently looked at the the room, the bridal suite that we'll be staying in, and I am shitting myself because there is no way I'll be able to sleep there. I'll be fine. He'll literally get in the room and pass out.
1: Your dad's not going to have a fun time.
0: Yeah, my dad is a lot like me. We're very sensitive to kind of uh, the paranormal, per se. And I know for a fact that he's going to be coming in to wake me up.
1: Obviously, he'll be fine.
0: He's got a nice bath, though.
1: Yes, your most important thing.
0: Although, I do prefer the bridal suite that was in the other place. Yeah, it was nice. Maybe if we go and ask them, if we can hire the bridal suite for the night.
1: (laughs) I'm not sure they'll go for that.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, that's... Oh, so we're getting married uh, December the 19th. I think, like, it's quite interesting to know that we will develop further as a couple by our wedding.
1: Yeah, I think planning will bring us closer together.
0: Yeah, definitely. And know. make us argue a lot because I'm a perfectionist and I want to craft things.
1: Oh dear, what did I say? You, you took ages to save the date, so Lord <sighs> only knows how long it would take to do anything else.
0: Not my fault.
1: They start the invitations now.
0: Yeah, because they'd be running about nine months.
1: It's going to take you that long to do you figure out what's perfect.
0: But like, as well as um, this kind of thing on the podcast, I know this isn't the right, this isn't the first podcast, so we're not describing what we're going to be doing. I think we want to keep you on our journey in everything. Yeah, I think that's right. So like, I really like the idea of updating you guys on like when we're trying to conceive, kind of patterns and little things that we're doing to you're, help aid that. very
1: much into. That kind of thing.
0: I absolutely love, like, pregnancy, anything in that area. Like, that's something that I absolutely can't wait for. So it's something that I would like to discuss openly. And I have quite a lot of knowledge in that area just because of how um, how much I've looked forward to it my whole life.
1: Yeah, you've spent a lot of time looking into it.
0: Yeah, like, I'm a, I'm a geek as well. So once I have an interest in something, I throw myself in and I kind of
1: Yeah. absorb cool. it all.
0: So that is something that we would want to talk about on this channel as well.
1: I'll let you take the lead on that.
0: I'll take the lead, but you can still just sit there and not pretty. No, but it is something that you're interested into.
1: Well, yeah, it's going kind to of be the next stage of our lives, having <laughs> kids. You've got to be somewhere interested. <laughs>
0: it's like, nah.
1: Not for me, this.
0: <laughs> I'll take the baby when it's here. Um So, yeah, thank you very much for tuning in for our second episode of Being Heard. I'm assuming you'll have found this via my social media page. So if you just wanted to message me, if there's any questions you have, any comments you have about the podcast in general, then please feel more than welcome to contact me.
1: Always looking for ways to improve, so that's important feedback. Yeah. Because we definitely aren't very good at this. There's definitely a lot a lot of learning for us both here. Yeah. So
0: So if there's any suggestions you have to make this better, or if you have any guidance as to what you'd want to hear Anything like that, just feel free to get in touch. And remember, guys, never let anyone dull your sparkle.